Welcome back to the Productivity Digest. As part of an enlightening podcast network, we're here to ignite your curiosity and inspire continuous learning. Join us as we explore the vast universe of productivity, unveiling a new, hand-picked, bite-sized gem of journalism in each episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the power of language and how eliminating one word from your vocabulary can make a significant impact on your productivity. Niramitra Reddy's article, Eliminate the word trying from your vocabulary, then watch how effortless it becomes to attain your goals, explores how the word trying can hold us back from achieving our goals and how replacing it with more intentional language can lead to greater success. So whether you're looking to improve your productivity or simply want to be more mindful of the words you use, this episode is for you. Let's dive in. Eliminate the word trying from your vocabulary. Then watch how effortless it becomes to attain your goals. By Niramitra Reddy. Do you know why companies give massive ESOPs and encourage employees to identify with their job? It's thanks to the principal-agent problem. The conflict of interest between an owner of an entity and a worker. As an agent, employee, you'd care about your compensation, work-life balance, and perks. For the principal, employer, how much you improve the balance sheet reigns king. But when your company makes you a shareholder and you default to saying I am a software engineer at Google instead of I work as a software engineer at Google, with a fat dollop of principles white poured in, the black of being an agent turns a shade of gray. Life's a principal agent problem as well. While your current self and life are the principal, your dream life is the agent. Become the principal. When you say, I'm trying to quit smoking, you're an agent. But with, I don't smoke, you're the principal. With the latter, there's an identity and ego investment. When you're not someone who smokes, touching a cigarette feels like a betrayal, and your self opposes it. The variance in wording might be subtle, but to your subconscious mind, it makes a world of difference. I struggled to stick to NoFap for months. After every willpower-fueled long streak, I descend into a binge of grisly relapses. Internet blockers, streak trackers, motivational videos, or accountability partners, none of the tricks in the book worked. But the simple mental dialogue shift from I'm trying to quit porn to I don't watch porn did. The ego is the central driver of everything we do. Wield it to your advantage by principalizing the goals you want to achieve. You are what you believe, period. The answer to the age-old tongue tire, who are you, is actually simple. Grab a sheet of paper, cut off the world for 30 minutes, and list out all your beliefs. Segregate them into negative, limiting beliefs and positive, enabling ones. Their sum is what you are. 
Ten limiting beliefs plus five enabling ones equals a self-image score of negative five. But ten enabling beliefs plus five limiting ones, a positive score of five. A human being always acts and feels and performs in accordance with what he imagines to be true about himself and his environment. For imagination sets the goal picture, which our automatic mechanism works on. We act or fail to act not because of will, as is so commonly believed, but because of imagination. Maxwell Maltz. Your thoughts trigger your actions. Your actions mold your life. Decimate every limiting belief. Even an accurate limiting belief is a problem. The reason is a one-two punch. Because of our negativity bias, our negative beliefs depress us much more than the positive ones uplift us. The human body is a servo mechanism that blindly acts on the brain's beliefs. Just holding a negative belief can boost the likelihood of it coming true. A self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe you suck with women, you'll falter in conversations and avoid the female race like the plague. This lack of female interaction will further cement the negative belief, and so goes a vicious loop. But if you believe the opposite, you'll act more charismatic. To some, it might come off as pretentious, but thanks to your positive lens, you'll only focus on the positive encounters. Even if you actually sucked, thanks to sheer practice, you'll get better. This reinforces your belief, and your confidence will climb a few notches. Again, a loop, but of the good kind. A simple but powerful exercise I want you to try. In the list you jotted down, turn to the negative beliefs column. Pick every belief and try to get to its root. When did you first entertain that belief? What made you internalize it? Why did you stick onto it since then? Is or was the belief ever accurate and relevant? Ninety-nine percent of the time, you'll find the belief was inaccurate. Be it thanks to a toxic relationship that left you in shambles or a cruel bully that murdered your self-esteem, then reject it. Say it out loud. I'm not weak. I never was weak. Think of the incidents that invalidate that one bad incident or memory. Imprint them in your memory. You won't find overwhelming counter evidence against every belief, but for the ones you do, wield the evidence to destroy the limiting belief and replace it with an enabling one. Only a handful of belief changes, and you'll feel reborn. Life will be awash with color and possibilities. After all, as Descartes said, "I think, therefore I am." We are literally our minds. Change your mind, and your life will change, one belief at a time. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts: the Self Improvement Digest, the Psychology Digest, and the Life Digest. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.